0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Touchline Frackers. You're joined by me, your host, Dave Babs, and I'm joined by a couple merry men. Um Stevie, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I got the call up to the senior squad for once.
1: <laughs> and joined by Steve from Mogul. We've got him, um, this Disso, how you doing? Yeah, not bad, bro. Not bad. Good to hear Um Tobes, fresher for W. How, how you
0: feeling?
3: Yeah, I'm 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 cool. I'm good.
0: And Chris, how you doing, my bro? I'm good, man. I got nine reasons to be happy.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I, I won't I will I will go into that, but what I will go into A the talks. early fixture this week, you know, my United versus Liverpool, 2 1, Old
0: Traffords. Chris, walk me through it. What happened? Uh what are we bringing up old shit for, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um we we were absolutely diabolical. Um I'm not going to take any, anything away from United. I thought United you know, were really good. Came out, a lot of desire, energy. I thought Martinez was fantastic. First half, we were just absolutely shocking. Um, don't know what half the players were on, but thankfully it gave us a little bit of this reflection during the week. Came back and hopefully it's back to business from now until the end of the season. Fair enough. And Disu,
4: how do you feel about that game on Monday? Um, I was surprised, you know, because um, in our Touch Touchdown Fackers group chat, we got like a prediction league going on. And we just like predict the results. So I predicted United to lose 4 1. So that was a very surprising performance. I thought we were going to get slapped. But um, yeah, so I managed, I think I had the benefit of watching the game because I was actually attending a friend's wedding. So I only caught like some of the second half, but I watched uh, the, the, the game in its entirety the next day. And I was actually quite surprised at the level of intensity United play that is something that we are not very used to whatsoever. They really, really harried and bustled Liverpool. And it was kind of similar to what Leeds did to Chelsea, where the Chelsea players couldn't really resist. Really, they're just getting pressed to death. And I think United could have, with more quality, United could have even like put themselves in a better situation in terms of creating chances in the final third and really make a dominant show. Um I think obviously Liverpool had a lot of injuries missing. And you can see in the midfield area, like Henderson and Milnar, they're just not really. I think only like um Harvey Elliott, like, turned up. I thought Firmino was okay in his little link stuff, but, like, Salah wasn't threatening. He was padlocked by Malassia. Uh, Diaz was padlocked by Dalot. So, like, Liverpool's two, two, like, main threats were kind of dealt, handled quite well. I still felt like, especially in the second half, Liverpool got quite a lot of ball in that like, dangerous enough area, but their quality wasn't there. So, whereas maybe it was, if it was, like, even though I'm his biggest fan, like, maybe if it was, like, like Thiago... Actually, really, truly, who are you not missing?
0: Fabinho Thiago, didn't play, really? did he? Tiago, uh, if you want to count Curtis Jones, but I don't think you would have played anyway. No, nah,
4: because he's not better than Harvey Elliott. So um nah, true, yeah, true. Wow, kind of I'm not, even,
0: I'm not even gonna bother, bother saying the one guy's name, uh, Nabcam.
4: Oh, we're talking about serious professional footballers here. Um <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I thought it was a good performance by um relatively like in terms of like the effort. Obviously, the technical play wasn't the greatest, but I'll obviously I'll take that victory, and I don't think I think that's something that United need to carry on going forward. I didn't see it in the Southampton game because there wasn't that level of intensity. Obviously, I'm sure it was a lot hotter during the, during the early morning, but that has the level that these players have to play because I feel that like United get out competed quite often, especially when they don't have that like the technical quality of some of the teams at like Liverpool. So yeah, I was happy with that, but yeah, we'll take that. Fair enough. And um, our
1: resident um, Rashford hater, Stevie, walk me through that um, performance on Rashford up top.
2: Were, were you impressed? Is it something you want to see a bit more this season? I never want to see Rashford up top again, ever. Um, <clears throat> Monday's, uh, Monday's fixture was an anomaly, I think. Um, I am the number one Rashford hater. What I would say is that um, for all my discrediting of Rashford, he is in the United team probably our biggest game player. Um, So when there is a big match, to be honest, Rashford has delivered for us time and time again. Um, He put in a good performance um, against Liverpool, but I think the style of Liverpool and us really trying to hit Liverpool on the break uh, plays to his strengths. Um, But I think you saw that when in the second half when Martial came on, he had much more to his game um I thought we um he was able to link play with our players far better um I felt rashford is just more threatening on the left um, and I'm sure we'll get into it but yesterday as a nine um he didn't he didn't show much for me I thought that was um, a performance back to his um well the level we're currently seeing from him so um really good game on from him on Monday um but yeah disappointing.
1: Um, later in the week or, or yesterday, if you like, fair enough, fair enough. And as an outsider looking in on Turbos, what did you think of their performance on Monday? And where do you um, think I can
2: leave
3: you on know? Monday or Sunday? Um, Monday, Monday, the um, United you didn't Play on Sunday, do first Saturday, Saturday, <laughs> you know what, you knew what I meant. You, man. Um, you, you even said Saturday afterwards, even
1: though <laughs> <You know, laughs> it
2: was on Monday. Have
3: you had a rough one? Listen, listen. Now, I'm just thinking about multiple things. But um, the performance that Man United put against Liverpool on Monday, it was good. It was good. Uh, I do think Liverpool played into Man United's hands a little bit. And I do think that was very much an off-colour Liverpool performance. There was no energy. There was no zip. The one thing that you think Liverpool would normally pride themselves on with even some sort of defensive... Defensive stability. They didn't even have that. They didn't have any midfielders capable of linking um, play, receiving the ball off the centre backs, and finding some of the attackers. They didn't have any of that. And then up top as well, the most dangerous attacker got nullified. So Man United. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to put it too much on Liverpool. So I'll speak back on Man United now. I do think Man United with the ball, um, they looked better. And I think they exploited Liverpool's weaknesses on the day. So credit to them, but I'm not looking at that game and then thinking, "Oh wow, this is a brand new Man United side." I still think, I still think there are a lot of issues with Man United as you saw against Southampton on the Saturday, and they need more players. They need more quality.
1: Mm. And speaking of players, um, I think it's just broken just this hour. Anthony from Ajax, you know, 100 million all in. The marquee signing that it seen is, um for United transfer to um this you what what are your initial thoughts on that signing from my United?
4: If I speak I'll be in big trouble, man. I... <laughs> speak! <laughs> yeah, I can't, but, um, I can't. I think I think I've told Steve you what I think, but I can't say that on the pod. Um but um yeah, obviously this is not this is very surface level, but like when you watch comps, yeah, they usually play as best bits, right? So usually with most players, the comps, you gotta add like you've got to deduct like a 30% tax because that's their best bits. You ain't seen their worst bits, right? And with Anthony, it just seems like just dead FIFA street. Like even when he's beating players, he's not really beating players. It's like, oh, he's done a skill to get by the guy, but has he maintained the ball? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just it just feels it just feels a bit yucky to me. So I don't know, like. I don't know. I'm, I'm not thrilled with it, and I think the price is very extortionate. Even if he turns out to be a good player, we're paying, are spending elite money on him. Do you get hundred million euros all in. That's a lot of money. Do you know what I'm saying? And we've seen people like Diaz, who's like a pretty good attacker, Kulusevski, for example, players like that, be signed by our rivals. In Sterling cost, I know Sterling was like a release, not really last year the contract oh, team. Yeah. But we've seen like quality attackers literally go for forty to sixty percent of that price. So I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm I'm willing to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I've been asking people to convince me why I'm wrong. So we're gonna have to find out. But yeah, it's not the signing I would have made.
1: Fair enough. And um, Stevie, how, how you think how are you feeling about a potential um Sancho and Anthony wing pairing going forward this year? <laughs>
2: I don't want to see Sancho anywhere near the wing, to be honest. Yes. Um, in Sancho, Rashford, and um Ilanga, we have some of the worst black wingers I've ever laid my eyes upon. They are <laughs> <so> far, <laughs> <tremble>. <laughs> They are absolutely
1: <laughs> dreadful. That, like that, that is a wild <laughs> sentence. <laughs>
2: like, it's, it's accurate. They're in the mix and they're alongside um what's his name? Jordan Ayu type levels. Um they're just they're lacking anything. Sancho uh yesterday, scary. Scary. Uh, his inability to take on a player is is absolutely crazy for a wide man. Rashford, the complete opposite. I mean his inability to take on a player is there. He'll try it and fail consistently. And then Ilanga is the least gifted of the lot. And somehow slightly more threatening than the other two, um, which just shows the state of current affairs. So, if it takes a hundred million euros, which is a quite ridiculous fee, to get one of them to stop playing, boy, I'll take it at this point. Um, I'm with Disu in that I'm not convinced by him, and um, yeah, Erdeviser stats don't lie. If Dirk Hout was banging like 40-odd goals in in that league, then I'd expect Anthony to be getting damn well near close if he's going to break the air of his <laughs> transfer record. Um, but what he does have is pace, and he looks like he tries to take on his man. Um, and that's something that I think we're just really devoid on, um, devoid of at the moment. So he's a manager signing. Um, we've been guilty in the past of not signing players that the manager wants. So, boy, it's not my money, innit? Let's see. Let's hope he does well for us. But I'm not <laughs> convinced. But I, like this you, I'm also desperately trying to watch comps to, uh, <laughs> to convince myself that this
3: guy's going to be good for us. You know yeah. what it is with Anthony? Like, I've not watched many 90-minute performances with him, but whenever I've caught him, he's actually always looked good. Like, when, mm. I, when I've seen Ajax do good things, he's normally been quite impressive. But... I just, I'm flabbergasted at this this price. And when you look at his stats in the Bundesliga as well, I don't care how good he looks. There is no justification for this fee, apart from the fact that Ajax didn't want to sell him. And they have every right to demand all the money in the world for Man United. Man United are the ones foolish enough to actually unsettle a player and pay that fee um, for the player. When there are players out there that are probably as good, if not better than Anthony, that you can get for... That you can get for less less money. Man, so,
2: we could go. We could go and get Neto for like half the price, but he hasn't played in the Eredivisie before. So Tom I don't think we're half the price, of-
3: the price. To be honest, I yeah, think. I don't know about half the price. That's costing. That's costing you a big P, a big big P. What well, Neto? That's <laughs> yes. it. They were
2: saying fifty mil. No,
3: no chance. No way are they selling. No way, are Wolf selling Neto for fifty million. Boy. No way. They they sold Morgan. If they sold Morgan Gibbs right for four, near, near 45 million, what yeah, makes forty five million, yeah, but forty
2: at forty five million is because he's got a British passport.
3: You know, but that's that's cool. But what I'm saying is, if <laughs> wait, were... wait wait Did you say forty of the of the forty five million?
2: Yeah, you know, <laughs> You're, <trying to laughs> You're
3: <actually> a good <laughs> player, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to apply British tax, but what I'm saying is fundamentally, this is their selling policy with players, and I just yeah. think Man United. It could be you could easily have used that money to to buy a better player. Or you could have split that money to buy a player as good as Anthony and strengthen another part of your team because the team needs bodies and quality bodies as well.
0: I don't get if you would, if you're gonna spend all that money on Anthony, why not push for like Rafinha way earlier in the window? At least he's uh-huh. Premier League proven. Uh-huh.
2: Well, it makes no sense. Ten Hag has yeah, not bro. watched any football makes outside any of the, uh, the visit. But, but then again, on <laughs>
1: under, the under Rafinha point, though, it, it was a bit obvious from even January that he was never going to go anywhere other than Barca.
2: And yeah, I don't know. Why was Ten
1: chasing him then? Because it looks mm-hmm. as if Barca could not afford him.
3: So it was, it it, I was oh, going to yeah. say, it would be a
1: tall order for United without Champions League football. To convince him over like a Chelsea or a Barcelona, to, to
3: Arsenal, Arsenal tried to, and I think I love that's how you said Chelsea
2: in there as well. I
3: think that's the I think that's the point, right? Uh, of <laughs> course, of course, Rafinha, Rafinha only had eyes for Barca, but there was a period where it looked like the deal couldn't happen because Barca didn't have the funds, etc., etc. So I think yeah, bro, bro yeah you, can't start, forca- I think you can't forecast you can't forecast for someone Arsenal, pulling like
0: nine different levers. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so yeah, like I, I like Chris said, like there are options out there. Where they can probably get more bang for their, their buck.
2: On the on the Barca thing, though, isn't aren't any of these players asking their agents, like, is this a sound business move for me?
0: Like, <laughs> is this
2: club going to be able to pay my wages? Into That's, that? That?
0: That's a very good question, though, because if you're no, looking no, at Frankie no, D. Going Young really. and they're saying that you, the contract that you signed a, a while ago isn't even illegible, it's like, okay, why are we doing this? <laughs> So the Code Her- thing I yeah, think is absolutely. Yeah, insane. but you remember the pages, they're,
4: they're getting their 15% commission on that. So they're like, they don't give a heck, fam. Just slide the door. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like,
1: error. Like, tax. Mm. true. They, they got
0: they got I don't know you guys I don't know if you guys like, have watched 30%. the um I don't know if you guys have watched the Figo documentary yet, but basically yet, the whole reason that, that move comes it. into like one of the reasons the whole move comes together is because like the, the, they basically offer the agent like a mad amount of commission on the deal. So it's like Man. it's understandable at the end of the day.
3: I might, slap, I might slap that on tonight before House um House of the Dragon.
1: Mm. Yeah, and, and speaking of money, um a quite a, um quiet performance from Mo Salah on Monday as well as um yesterday. Um, Chris, talk to me what's going on. You know, he's got his big
3: contract before Chris talks about him. Fuck Mo Salah. <laughs> Fuck Mo Salah. <laughs>
1: speaking
3: of big <laughs> money where is... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Jones, where's this coming from? No, no, no. Because I don't I don't actually I don't actually spend my time, my, my precious time playing FPL. And I said this season, no, <laughs> let, me make, let me make a conscious effort to play hey. FPL, to keep up with the Joneses and to, to compete with my friends, right? I've captained this guy against Man United away where you plundered in goals last season and Bournemouth at home. Hey, he scored, how, didn't are he? Me, how are you telling me that you only get one goal across those two games with no assists?
4: Mm.
3: He's what a waste! The, man, the, a team eleven, no ten. What a waste, man! What a waste, man! Now, nah, Bunmo Salah, man. Honestly, like Olo, He's
0: he's finished. Me, I, I, I thought the veins were going to come out again. Then, Jesus no, Christ! <laughs> um... <laughs> That's only really happiness.
3: That's only really happiness. <laughs> but no, it's
0: <laughs> it's it crazy, man. He was he's guilt. He was guilt yesterday, missing one very clear cut chance. Um, But yeah, absolutely insane. But I guess it's a good thing that obviously everyone else got on the score sheet too for a change. Um but yeah, man, I don't know. I keep seeing those people saying that this um you know this Obama Yang Erzl phase is about to come in. And it's like I can't really see it's still having like a pretty good impact on the game. So um yeah. It did annoy me as well, Tobes. Uh, I had him captain as my uh my fantasy team. So I've only seen the six points pop off was a bit of a it, it, it burned the chest, man. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> Bro. And
3: when you think of the players that you could have captain instead of this guy, and it's just like you make me sick, man. Yeah. You I captain, um,
2: I captain Harland by mistake. I just left him as captain, and he he, uh, went, on a, <laughs> he went on a by on mistake. A but um, yeah, just uh, just on a segue, as you mentioned, big money. Have you lot seen Pogba's brother trying to extort him?
3: Mental, Mental they, They're
2: oh. calling it Pogba on Pogba violence. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what is going on there. I see what thirteen million, yeah.
3: rifles. Thirteen M's, yeah. Mental. But
2: uh, yeah. the mad thing is, apparently, like they've got footage of Pogba. <laughs> this is so oh, oh, oh.
3: <laughs> oh! I heard they've got footage, of, like casting a spell on Benzema. Yeah, apparently, like, Pogba's
2: got hell? a sorcerer <laughs> casting a spell on Mbappe.
3: <laughs> is
2: that
4: what? <laughs> is that what? Who said <laughs> that? <laughs> He's yeah. what, what, what people keep people, people said oh, I heard this and it's come from Mbappe <laughs> underscore five eight five 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 six <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I think
2: about that? it. This is that's that is like a really <laughs> extravagant lie to make up. You can't just make that up out of air. You know?
4: Do you know, bro? You're talking about Twitter. That
2: is true, right. bro. <laughs> that is
1: true, bro. but I were, it's it's so we're, we're tracking
2: is car allegedly <laughs> in, in in London. Bro, so. <laughs> boy, if that's the case all i'm saying is i don't want any man to be extorted but i need to see that footage so
1: <clears throat> boy <laughs> but yeah um this you as our resident um poor pogba um, correspondent um do you have any <laughs> any, any news <laughs> on the, the situation
4: bro i might he's low <laughs> out though I, don't know you <laughs> do, bro. That's like, I literally just saw that as we're about to come on air um I just jumped in the one in the mugger chat and I saw the the screenshots. I was like, this is mad, bro! Like his brother's a tramp, absolute tramp. People saying they thought like Pogba didn't put them. Bro, what did you do? Were you with? Were you with being Claire Fontaine? What, what, what are you doing at home playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Nah, get out of here. I hate bums, you know. Fucking hate bums. Honestly, and yeah. now, now, like Stevie, you know all them times, yeah. Pogba's brother as well, and El Chingrinto TV talking. Now, <laughs> yeah. you know, what him said this time? we just doing, just, just, just <laughs> no, I, was, I mean, Yeah, look,
2: I, I want to know if when they were all doing the dances together, like, was this, was this by force? <laughs> 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 they they
1: were had, had Pogba dancing <laughs> under duress. Listen, listen, bro. No, the
4: gunpoint. Listen, listen, if we don't do this TikTok dance, five hundred thousand
2: euros,
1: bro. Yeah. The... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a very worrying situation that's yeah. going on there, yeah. and you know, we, 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 we do hope it's resolved in a peaceful ma- ma- manner. You know, so yeah. no witchcraft,
3: no witchcraft. Also, yeah, uh, Can you get arrested yeah. for money. Can you get arrested for sorcery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm off, <laughs> oh my hey, Surely you've got to get your money back from the sorcerer because he has not stopped Mbappe. That's why
3: we should. Oh, look at this. He's pretending to watch PSG because they're his new team now. Oh, they yeah, my yes. new team. Yeah? Oh, I talk about BSG. Just oh, missed get all. me tickets to PSG because I'm going to go there every year from the new year. Oh. Such a That's not to your private thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God.
1: Yeah, in the background there is the PSG versus Monaco game going on. Yeah, they're they're losing one 0 You know, Kevin Volland goal
4: early on. I think Monaco have done pretty well.
1: You know, yeah, they have. PSG just
4: stuff. missed a couple of good chances. Mbappe's missed yeah. two good chances, and Messi in the post of a banger. We need to get it on. Where yeah. does
2: one watch such a match?
4: Wow, PT. Messi just hit the post. Oh god, yeah, yeah. because
1: I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, I've just seen it. I've just seen hey, it. Yeah, hey, your stream is ancient, brother. Boy, <laughs> we're, we're trying. We're stream. trying. We're trying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, My yeah. Gosh, uh, moving yeah. on
1: to on, on to yesterday's <laughs> games. You know, United early result one 0 against Southampton. You know, back to back wins for the boys. You know, are things turning around for Eric ten Hag and um, the tricky Reds? You see, what's what, what were your thoughts in the yesterday's game? You know, I saw it wasn't the same um, lineup as in the Liverpool game. So I'm just I just want to get your thoughts on them, how you thought that worked out, and
4: do you think it was the right approach? Um when McTominay's playing it's never the right approach to be honest as well as when Bruno's playing there's never really the right approach but the back force fine the attack I, as much as I don't I, I'm not a fan of him I'd rather play Ronaldo than Elanga because at least with Ronaldo when we go direct he can win the flick-ons and he's a threat to score whereas you just got like Elanga who's just she's just gonna run and just be black like that's all he's gonna do really so um yeah, the performance was was tepid at best. Like literally after um, Bruno's goal, which was a very good goal. Um uh, great oh, great um great finish. Um sorry, I just see PSG just doing stupidity. Great finish from Bruno from after a nice bit of build up play, Dalo with accurate cross, which is which was which is a miracle. Right. And it's great Ray. goal. So I thought, like, okay, cool. Now we're gonna push on. Literally from that moment, Southampton were the better side. To a point where United were like actually holding on. So yeah, yeah. like the only thing notable about that game is that there was a clean sheet. Um, what's his name? Martinez and Varane were brilliant again. And we brought on Casemiro, who had a couple stripper moments, but had a couple of good moments. But yeah, that wasn't a good performance. That was like watching like an uh, Oli or Ralph Ragnick side. Um, so, yeah, we definitely, that just matches show me how much United need players it's so badly. Yeah, um, I did think it was quite an interesting game. I thought
1: Southampton did well. I liked um, better Koch you know, that. um, oh, that's in back, yeah, he like, had a good game, yeah, he, he, he had cool. a really good game. Larvi as well, from um, yeah, man. he was quality he as well. Big. He's looking, he's, he's looking like a you know, a, a really good pickup for um, Southampton, man. Hardly. Yeah, let's let's, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they do this season. You know, they've got um, a Rebo Carboholic up top, you know, he's he's you know, he's, he's doing well for them. <laughs> 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 a, a, a rebo carbolic, you know. You know, he, he plays a bit like um a, a bit like showing in it. So I thought, you know, I had a little bit of, uh, of seasoning to that. So you know, like, that they, they've made some some good signings. You know, Hassan who was finally being back. So it'll be interesting to see how they do um going on this season. Um, Stevie, what were your thoughts on yesterday's game and um, how you think that can push on United for this season?
2: Yeah, Southampton. um Shout at them. I thought they played. <laughs> That's a
4: shout, out Southampton.
2: They played Why? significantly better than us. They've also they changed their, their squad quite a bit now. It seems to be in vogue that technical directors are just picking out big black players now and uh signing them for their <laughs> their teams. Cause yeah, Bella Kopchat, Lavia, um, Aribo, they all put in um strong performances. Um, United, I thought um I thought this was gonna be a a more accurate representation of where we were as compared to the Liverpool game, because obviously that's a derby match. Um, The players had to be fired up for that one. Um, Realistically, the mid-table sides um, seem to be where we tend to struggle, seem to struggle to find space and inability to break these sides down. And to be honest, that bit of magic from Fernandes, if you take that away, we didn't look like we were going to score. I know we had one chance where it's absolute like it was bonkers how it didn't go in in the first half but other than that I don't really think we created too much in the game Um, so to Dissy's point I think it's clear we need sign-ins our inability to retain the ball is is really bad Um, we lose or we concede so much possession because when we give the ball to De Gea he just hoofs it up anywhere and i think obviously having made a mistake um in the game against was it brentford um he's just resorted to kicking the ball upfield now um rashford isn't particularly secure um in possession neither is mctominay um and dallow is a bit off the pace as well so um, we just need players who can retain the ball better under pressure i think when teams try to press us it's clear that we can't really cope and hopefully with training um that will improve and and with better quality players but yeah i wasn't particularly impressed by um, the performance we, we put in and like i said going up up top we offered next to nothing wingers sancho ilanga very bad rashford i don't want to be overly critical of him because he didn't get too much service but he was pretty much non-existent in that game as well, so I didn't know where the uh, where the goals were going to come from. And then obviously, Bruno as well is an absolute criminal with the ball. So, yeah, man, I think that game shows where we are as a football inside, um, and it's not too impressive at this point, really. But I think that's our first three points away from home since February. So, wow, that's a positive. February. Yeah, I believe it's February. So that's a positive. We'll take it, boy. We need to start Casemiro immediately, um, and and Anthony. He doesn't even need any training matches; just filled him immediately gets Atlanta, um, off the pitch. So yeah, yeah. So you, you have spoken about um, the need for more signings. Um,
1: obviously, um, Anthony aside, I've seen you guys have been linked to a Martin Dubravka in goal, which is an odd one to me because Newcastle replaced him, you know, due to his weaknesses on the ball as well as. Shot stopping, so it, it seems almost weird to replace uh, well, a, a traditionally good shot stopper with someone even worse, you know, in, in, in that regard. So, I'm not exactly sure what's That's going up. on there with, with United, and I don't actually know what your current transfer policy is. Um, I, as I don't think of-
2: anyone yeah, does,
1: yeah, I, don't, I, I can say I don't think anybody does, but as, <laughs> as an outside looking at, I do think you guys are in desperate need of a midfielders and probably a right back as well. And he probably would do well with a striker, um, if if anything, but I'm not exactly sure, you know. Obviously, I don't really follow United transfer news. So I'm not exactly sure if you guys have been linked to anybody. But
4: um, what's um the I'm linked with then? um Osterman, and that's mainly because yeah. um George Mendes is going on Europe going around Europe slutting for whoring himself out for Ronaldo, and apparently his proposal to um Napoli is that yeah, United. Oshamens United, you get Ronaldo, and then Ronaldo will also, I mean, um, also pay some of his salary, and then apparently, like Napoli would want like a hundred million euros plus. <laughs> like, so it's like, what we're gonna give them, man? A hundred million euros plus you Ronaldo,
1: and, and pay, pay his salary. <laughs> hey, I <laughs> Ronaldo... you know what yeah, you. you know what to see. If if any other club was was saying, I think like, this is rubbish, but
4: since United. I could almost hear it. I
1: could almost hear it. Happening. Bro, I'm
4: telling Bruh. you, yeah. That South Saudi Arabia deal, I wish we just, we should just take, we make sure i men and take that, bro. They want to give us, we forced euros. bro.
2: We should have got Pogba's team to extort him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> Get, him. Get him gone. The way Mendes,
3: yeah, is out Ronaldo. You, if, are actually, if, you are actually, you are actually at hand. I swear to God
2: if he was on he might as well be on Tinder that's the way he's slatting him out at the moment he's offering him up everywhere and anywhere and nobody's biting I
3: nobody's can't believe biting. that Napoli one as well because I'm like are you that desperate to play Champions League football that you want to play in, in Napoli like don't get it twisted Napoli are a good side but come on I thought he was mm. like oh he wants more like I'm sorry like Napoli don't have he the he does resources. want more but what else could he get bro nobody's yeah, he wants more but more doesn't want him but that's, <laughs> that's my, that's my point so I'm like, I'm like <laughs> what does he really, Champions League aside what does he really gain from playing for Napoli he's, 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 not he's about the United long embarrassment. game
2: he's about the long game he just wants to outshine Messi in the Champions League it's so he's not happen. if I can if I can get some yeah. more goals and just stat pad it up then my record is safe it's
3: bizarre
0: but... it's like flirting versus harassment at this point with Ronaldo and the transfer <laughs> ridiculous
2: <laughs> who's flirting and who's harassing? Boy, <laughs> that's a very good question.
0: Boy, <laughs> it's just harassment at this point. Then,
1: <laughs> yeah, but obviously, um Saturday they were. I thought, oh yeah, I was gonna say even. Um, unfortunately for me, you know, my, my mood was a bit, was a bit, was a bit dampened, you know, because none of my ups, none of my ups, like, gave me any blood, you know. Liverpool, you guys went on one. What was it? Was it nine or ten you know, on the end?
0: I think Chris is... It's 9-0 in the end, man.
1: Boy. So could you walk me through that? Oh, um, you know, tr- try not to mention Mo Salah because I'm, I'm still a bit hurt by the fact that he's let my FPL down.
2: We're going to hear from him next week. at this Yeah,
3: meeting. exactly. <laughs> Chris, is, <laughs> Chris is on dial-up in, in 2020. Oh, my
0: back. <laughs> hey, man. This, oh, hear, you, I, this... I can hear his modem in the background. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my internet is bugging, man. Do you want me to talk for
3: Liverpool? Because Chris, Chris ain't gonna be yeah, there. Go, go go for it! Oh, what was the question?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you are back, Chris, I was going to ask you to walk me yeah. through um, the nine or ten year result um, from you guys yesterday against Bournemouth.
2: Go on, Toby. Put on your best Chris accent.
3: Uh, so we are. Uh... Boy,
2: should
3: have been twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to put on my best Scouse accent. I don't know. Um... So like we uh... <laughs> We were better off <laughs> you know, with the dial-up. <laughs> you know, let's let's actually talk Liverpool because that was a very very angry performance. Yeah, and it, you couldn't have cherry picked, pun intended. You couldn't have cherry picked. That's a quite easy. team to play. I <laughs> give you that. I give you that. Genuinely, you could not have cherry picked a better team to play because, Bournemouth, since beating a uh, sorry Aston Villa side in the opening day, they lost. Um, they lost 3-0 to Arsenal. They lost, uh, what was it, 4-0 to Man City? 5-0? I can't even remember. Oh, no. 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. So, listen, they've had a rough start to the season and they've been playing some tough sides. But I think... So
2: bad that um, Scott Parker hasn't changed this cardigan in three matches. <laughs>
3: But the, the point I'm making is... in. Just hey, they, they, they're going to need to sue him real
2: quick, Robert, because he, he, he is dropping that the stock of that brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's a grey cardigan with a captain's armband on the side. To it's show. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what
3: he's saying that. But the point the point I'm making is that uh, big teams, the bigger sides in the league have shown that you can get at this team and, and put plenty of goals past them. And Liverpool, who are down on their luck playing at home, come on, it was, lambs to the slaughter, man, lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. Scott Parker literally said before the season started that he didn't even think his team was prepared to take on this season. He felt that they were they were short on quality. And since then, I think they signed, what, like two, three players? And then when you look at the performance, dreadful, 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 dreadful. I can't remember the touchline chat. Um, I think it was oh who was talking about how, they've got some players who could start at United and I rebuffed and even me who hates United at the moment, I rebuffed those claims instantly because Bournemouth are gash, bro. They are not good enough to play in this league. I, I only watched,
4: I only watched their game against I've only watched their game this season against uh Arsenal. And I look at like those players I was like these lot are going straight back down. They shouldn't even unpack their bags, bro. They shouldn't even the ones where they don't even unpack your bags, bro. bro, bro. <laughs> bro, your bro this, you know, is, this is the bro. hotel for I don't know away, whoever's in the championship, I don't know whoever's in the body championship. They're going straight back down. And so when we did our prediction, some people were like, oh, what do you reckon about Bournemouth Liverpool? I said, bro, Liverpool. I've gone three games without a win, and you think they're not going to give Bournemouth the absolute slacks at home? And I remember, so I think, I can't remember why I was, I was doing something, but I was, like, rushing back to, to get to my fire stick to watch the 3pm kickoffs, yeah. So I slapped, slapped on the Chelsea game. Cool. Okay, cool. No, no. Slapped on City. Oh, I lose it 1-0. Slapped on Liverpool. It's 2-0. like, bro, you've been paid for five minutes. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long day, bro. And, yeah, the day was
3: very, very long. They held nine. It was mad. And I think with, with Bournemouth, like I said, just to play on that anger as well, Liverpool, they missed one or two chances, but they were actually quite ruthless. Some of the finishes that you saw, they were yeah, like yeah. Carvalho's finish, Elliott's finish, like when Trent. these guys are, Trent's Trent finish as well. Yeah. When these guys are packing in these goals from these angles, it's a long day. It's a long mm. day. That The XG for the, those three goals combined must've been, I don't know, like zero point, it, might, it couldn't have been higher than like 0.89 or something like that. They scored three goals. Mm. They scored three goals. So, boy, they were in for for a rollicking and and they got it, man. Like, credit to Liverpool for, like, literally turning around their goal difference in the the space of one game. But, (laughs) yeah, like, I wasn't expecting anything other than a slaughterhouse um, in this game.
2: Yeah, but to your point, Toby, I I actually did feel quite sorry for Bournemouth. I didn't watch the 90, obviously, so it's just based off um, match of the day. But, yeah, the goals from Liverpool significant portion of them were just of really high quality i was watching the game thinking like ah well what more can you do like this is just it's almost unlucky to a point like you know some nine nils you watch a drubbing and you think this is an absolutely pathetic showing from from the other team but with bournemouth i just felt that they were just gazumped by a really good liverpool team. yeah but
4: i feel the goals were like in the box though like Firmino's goal was in the mm-hmm. box so I think both Finneau's goals in the box. Um, mm-hmm. Diaz scored two headers. Um, what's his name? Van Dyke scored from a corner. But there's another thing why, obviously, there's nothing Bournemouth could do about it because they're playing a vastly superior side,
0: right, mm-hmm. in their home
4: stadium. But when you're under that much pressure, right, like those things can happen. If you're just in your box for the whole game and, man, I was just teeing off on your goalkeeper, especially you've got people of the quality of Trent and Harvey Elliott getting mm-hmm. onto their favoured foot, and shooting with without much pressure on the ball, these are the type of things that could potentially happen to you. Do you know what I mean? You're giving you giving Trent and Harvey Elliott space in the edge of the box, like they're gonna bumble cut the ball for and then balls into the box, Van Dyke's just overpowering people. It's just it's just like it comes with wave after wave after wave of pressure. And yeah. unfortunately for Bournemouth, one of those games, the t- one team's gonna cash in like crazy and it's Liverpool isn't it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously they held four to city, but. Like almost everybody has held four to city, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the
3: nine-nil, that was just it's nuts. It was unnecessary from Liverpool, bro. Man, they're buddies, fam. Yeah. Scott Parker said something like this is like the lowest he's ever felt in his life, <laughs> or no, like, he mean, also said because this is He said it, he thought that like there's more lows to come. Yeah, that's <laughs> the sorry. What? That's it. Yes, that's the one he said. He wow. said they asked him, is this the... they asked him if this oh. is the lowest point. He said, he said, to be honest with you. I feel like we're going to have um, lower points to come throughout the season. And right. I, <laughs> I think he's right. I think he's right. Like, I'm sorry. I keep saying it over and over again. Kiefer Moore starting in the Premier League is criminal. I've watched this guy for Wales a ton of times and he is garbage. He's yeah, just but, a battering ram.
2: But Solanke is even more garbage, so...
3: Nah, Solanke's better. fella from a building site,
2: basically.
3: Solanke is better than Kiefer Moore, Stephen. Stop it.
2: Bro, they're all yeah. pants. I can't even name five players from that former side. Well, I was say, like that. If you asked me to name five players, I probably would. Have, I would have probably said the kind of That was what like, <laughs> five like
1: this, so, Eddie, uh, Eddie Howe you know, must be smiling right now. Boy, uh, I, I imagine but, that. You know, like, you're Eddie Howe. You know, you've got them up through the leagues. You know, with barely any money, and next thing you know, you know, you've landed upon. Saudi owners, you, 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 you're you laughing, you're laughing. And, um, yeah, Chris, I don't know if, if you're back yet. Yeah. Um, if you want to give your thoughts on um, the Liverpool game,
0: Charlemagne, are we live.
3: <laughs> you see, the things I would reply, but oh. I feel like it's going to reply oh. like 10 minutes later. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. We should just let him talk. Oh, just go goodness. on, Chris. Just go on. Just go on.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay cool. Um it's kind of on the point of the <laughs> of the xG chances. So I know Trent was like 0.02. Um Elias was like 0.04. So you know he was a lot of ruthless ruthless finishing but it's been coming for a while. I mean we've been pretty criminal with with our misses. Um it's actually nice to go into a game not one nil down as you know shooting ourselves in the foot consistently from you know the past six games from last season the first few games of this season. But no man. Um I thought Klopp was a little bit criminal at the end as well, you know when he started uh, hugging Scar Parker just kind of like grips me up and <laughs> saying, you know, I'm sorry you have to do the sacrificial lamb. But this it, it just it is what it was. You know what I mean? You're a good lad and it'll uh it'll come well. But uh but yeah, it was it was a really good impre- it was a really good performance. Um dead happy with how obviously Harvey Elliott played, got his goal, been a bit of an emotional week for him with his grand passing. Um picked up a bit of an injury, which is a bit of a, a bit of a pain. But Carvalho comes on, he puts in a really impressive performance, his goal was fantastic. Um, he's going to be one to watch, kind of going into the rest of the season. But yeah, I kind of agree with what everyone else has said in terms of Bournemouth. I mean, they are shit. Um, you know, you, did you know that Junior Standard Slice is still there? You're lying. No, no way. Possible.
1: Junior Slice in 2022.
3: They're, yeah. they're they're just you know, is they're just too they're ill-equipped for this league, man. I like I like this. Mm. Like you said I this you and Steve alluded to. I actually feel a bit sorry for them, man. Like. I feel so... Well,
1: I, 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 I don't. I, I need that goal difference. <laughs>
3: Boy, <Yeah. laughs> I'm leaving it with something. No, I I, I do feel sorry <laughs> for them because it's like, it's like, okay, okay, cool. Um you're looking at positives, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah, like not once did I think to myself that Bournemouth could stay up this season. Not once. Not once. It's worrying, man. It's worrying for their for for their Premier League survival hopes, man. It's peak.
1: And speaking of worrying, you know, later on in uh, same time on during the day, you know, City went down 2 0 early on and then Harlan did what Harlan does, you know, scoring a... I think was it was it a perfect hat trick or I, I'm trying mm. to think. I know you got the header. Got the header, you got one these left. I'm
2: trying um, to think I'm not sure she got the tapping. Yeah, I'm trying to think sure of the, the tapping tap- yeah, because I, tap- I don't think it was a perfect I hat think it trick because yeah. otherwise you would have heard someone on match I've, of the day say it was a perfect hat trick. Um
3: mm. I think it... it I'm trying to. No, no, it wasn't a perfect hat trick. It was, it was the two of his left foot and one header. Yeah, but even even still, him going on, you know,
1: he's he's almost seamlessly, seamlessly, you know, fit into this team. You know, he's barely getting any touches, but he's still putting the ball in the back in there. He's top of the, he's top goals in the league. Does it look to you guys like City have their final piece? You know, in the jigsaw. I'm um, What do you think about that?
4: I'm not sure if I'll say their final piece. Oh my lord. Oh, oh my something else for the man on goal. Um I don't know. I feel like I can't lie, I feel like with the Champions League yeah, I feel like I just feel like it's just on Pep, you know. I just feel like sometimes Pep just overcomplicates things. Um the 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 last this season, I don't even know what happened, right? In fact, you know what? Let me take that back. If Haaland was there this season, they they smashed Real Madrid. Because the first leg, they missed a million chances. What was the first leg? Was it 4-2 or something like that? No, it was 4-3. I think so, it was 3-3. Uh, versus Madrid. City no,
2: won 3-2. Three. Three, uh, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's it. They won
4: 3-2. They won 3-2. Oh, they, they annihilated them. The, the tie should have been done in that game. They annihilated them. So maybe that's where Holland can help. But I do feel like quite a lot of times like Pep overcomplicates things. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know. I, feel, I think it's a great sign-up for them because I think they needed a bit of brute force attacking. And I'm still not fully feeling their the whole attack because right now they're, they're doing, they they can kill people death by a thousand cuts, pass teams to death and just create enough chances where they're going to win. They don't make the ball. You can't really count on them because they're so good. But um, I would have preferred if, well, for City's sake, if they still had like pace in their attack of 1v1 players, like they had obviously had Sterling and Sane. They lost Sterling and Sane and Gabri Jesus. They lost like all like, their fast players really, truly. Really. And that, I just throwing that wide. I just don't like it. He's obviously he's class, but it's just not the same as Sterling, really and truly. Uh, and I know they're going to swap in Mares in and out, he's like the only real winger. And that he hasn't hit the ground running yet whatsoever, he hasn't really found his feet there. So, yeah, I think the Haaland signing I don't know, I think it can potentially build them out in them games where in the Champions League, where the margins are so fine that you need your striker to score goals, and maybe it could go a bit more direct, like we saw, for example. Oh, Lord, um. The second goal, um, Haaland's. Haaland's to make it 2-2, right? Where I think KDB played across cross naturally, uh, probably his 85th cross of the game. Somebody flipped it on, drops down to Foden, the Foden a nice little ball to yeah. there. Whereas before, if they're playing like Foden false nine or Sterling false nine, maybe that's not a goal that they can score. Do you know what I'm saying? So, And even the third goal was just like peak Haaland, just held off a man, took it in stride and just wrapped the keeper. So, I don't know. I think this obviously the signing makes sense, but I don't know. I'm not sure about that that final piece. I just think that like, it's just pet bottles it quite often. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a bit interesting. I, think. I, I I do agree with you. I do think they've lost quite a bit um, with Hayes Luce and Sterling out wide, you know, in terms of those natural threats. You know, Morris is getting on, you know, phone, and I do think his best bits would always um still come through centrally. So it'll be interesting to see how they do, um, going on for months of the season and if they're able to keep up this, you know, going down one or two goals and, you know, bringing it back. um, Tomes, what, what do you think about seeing how they started the season? And do you think it's going to be another season we're going to win the league, or do you think they're going to be in, in for a bit more of a challenge?
3: Um, I still think they're going to be in for a challenge. I think it's not done and dusted within, with, with them and Liverpool. um, And I think obviously the teams below, uh, you, like, you look at Arsenal, you look at us, we've had good starts, but really and truly, I'm still expecting um, Man City and Liverpool to, to, to duke it out for first and second. Um, I do think that Haaland definitely adds a bit of quality to Man City that they didn't have in those games where things aren't going well and they just need someone to just take that one chance and it can just open up the game for them. But... Me personally, I've always had Man City as favourites. Um, not to win it by a landslide, but I've always had them as favourites to win the league this season. And even with some of the players that they've lost and the the type of football they're going to play this season in comparison to a, a bit more of a direct style in previous seasons gone by, I still think they're going to win the league, man. Yeah, it's definitely
1: going to be an interesting one to see. Um just in terms of how they do um, push on, so um, Stevie, what, what about you? Do you think United gonna, um, you know, mount? You know that twenty-one in twenty-two, or is it twenty-three, you or it, is, is, is it is it too far gone?
4: he <laughs> <You never laughs> He's literally
2: just asked that for banter purposes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boy, if we even mount a challenge for top four, that would be an achievement. I think though with City, um they've obviously they've won the league now. What is it, four for the last five seasons? Um so winning the league again, I don't think that's necessarily what Haaland's brought him for. Obviously, you want his goals and that, but really they wanna fire themselves to Champions League glory. Um, I think what Haaland does is give them a plan B when things aren't necessarily going well. But I still think he's got to, and it's going to sound crazy because he's got like five goals in four games, but he's got to integrate himself into their way of playing a bit better. Um, I just think with the pace they've lost out wide, I don't know if they are in a stronger position to win the Champions League this season than they were last season. For me, personally, um, I know that probably sounds a bit crazy signing one of the best strikers on the planet, but yeah, I feel like this um, this system of using either Foden, Foden and Grealish or Foden, Foden and Mares, or Bernardo Silva out wide, I just think it's um, it's much lesser than when they had Sane and Sterling as their threats. So it's going to be interesting to see over the course of the season how how they do. Um but yeah he gives I them
3: know, I still I, I think he will make the difference in those type of games man because if, if, even last season take Sterling wasn't really starting in the big mm. championship games and neither was Grealish they were played with Foden and Mares I think both legs against the... no the first leg, especially when he won 3-2. And like this, you said, I think they just need someone who has that ruthlessness through the middle. Yeah. If he gets even two of the gazillion chances they had in that tie, mm. Real Madrid aren't winning the Champions League. That's a fact.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. We'll see though. Tough comp mm-hmm. to win mm-hmm.
1: man. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. Um and you know, talking of the Champions League, you know, obviously we did see the draw um early on this week.
2: You know, some
1: of us, us did, yeah. Some of us did. Some of us did. You know, I, I apologize. I'm not. I'm not sure when um, you, you 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 might get your thing yet, but you know, it was us. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave. We'll leave. We'll
3: leave that for now, Okay.
1: We'll, we'll we for get us. it slightly
3: yeah. later. Come, like Chris's. Um, <laughs> into, Chris's internet connection. I know me. I know me. Babs, Chris, and God did. But not Stevie and Disney. <laughs>
2: Boy. <laughs> right, that, that's the deadest Champions League draw in years, anyway, man. Well, you hey, ain't you in like, it. You what's know what's funny, Tobes? What's the only people I've been hearing
1: this from have been my United fans. Exactly. You know? it's it's only the United fans, draw. I keep saying this. Only the United fans. Hey, listen, man. They, they hate it from outside the club. They can't even get in. They can't even get in. But, um, Tobes, you know, walk me through your, your draw. You know, three lovely away day destinations. Me personally, I'm, I'm quite jealous. So, um, talk me through your expectations from um, the Champions League. You know, because a lot has been made of
3: um, Conte's record. So, ju- just what are you expecting um, this campaign? I think we need to top that group, man. We need to top that group. Um, I think anything less than topping that group is 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 concerning to me, but not like the end of the world. Um, I know I'm being a hypocritical because I literally put out videos saying the other day, it's a failure if we don't top the group. But yeah, it is a failure if we don't top that group. And I don't say that to say that those teams are like bottom feeders or they're the worst teams ever because uh, Marseille are definitely better than a Victoria Plzen or um, Frankfurt literally just won the Europa League, beating the likes of Barcelona, knocking out West Ham uh, and, and and so on and so forth. But when I look at our squad, man for man, and I look at our personnel and I look at our manager why can't we go and top that group why can't we top that group like the expectation for us is to actually go into this champions league and perform to the best of our capabilities and i think if we do that we can get we can get top spot i think what how many points you need to finish top these days like what maybe 12 13 yeah, points 12, i think yeah, 12, points, like, yeah. we're asking for we're asking for three home wins one draw one win away from from home, like, come on, come on. We we surely we can do that. Surely. And on Conte's on conte's champions league record, listen, he gets panned for a reason because he's just not done well. Like, I'm not gonna excuse how bad he's been in Europe, but it's time for him to rectify that this season. Um, we've targeted a squad revamp as opposed to oh, just one or two players. We've tried to go out and improve the squad. For this specific reason, we're going to be playing lots of football and we need players to come in where the drop in quality isn't like drastic. So, there's no excuses, man. Of course, we need more players and we absolutely need to buy more players. But as far as Champions League is concerned, don't talk to me about second spot. I need, I need first. I need first.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. And um, Chris, um, what about you guys? How, how are you feeling with your Champions League on draw?
0: Um, I'm quite comfortable with it. There's some really good away days there. Um, you know, Amsterdam in October could be a good, uh, good kind of midweek out. Napoli, I think that's going to be the hardest challenge by far. They play really good football. Um, kind of alluded to Oshiman earlier on. Uh, their new way of playing is 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 pretty good. Um, I think that 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 Rangers fixtures that away days could be just really weird. They'll be 100% up for it, but there's, there's honestly, there's no reason why we shouldn't be topping that group. Um, Hopefully we get. Ev- it's, it's weird how the fixtures are actually falling this year, aren't they? Because you think it's like back to back weeks, bit of a gap back to back, and the whole group stage will be done before the World Cup break. So it's 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 a lot of football in one gap. And hopefully we get a lot of our players back um as we kind of get into that kind of crunch time in the Champions League. But yeah, I'm really positive of how how it should go. um I'm, I'm fully expecting us to top the group. um But I think another midfielder, if we want to make another push to kind of get to the final again, is definitely needed, and we. Will be will help aid that
1: really, mm, yeah. I do think that's fair, and i um, yeah, coming on to our um draw, yeah. I think I think we should definitely be topping that group, you know. AC Milan, you know, the reigning um champion, the reigning um Serie A um winners, you know, it'll, it'll be a good game, you know, it'll be Thiago Silva's homecoming, you know, that should be a good um, potential away day, and. Yeah, I don't know. I I do think that we should. There definitely shouldn't be any um excuses in terms of um, topping a group with um them and Salzburg. So I will be quite confident in um hopefully topping that group. But um, obviously, you know, going on to our game as well in terms of the three pm kickoffs. You know, we did manage to get a two one win. It was um a well fought win. Um early on in the day. Um funny enough, me I, I was i, I made my way to the game and um I was literally running to the train and um. As as I've gotten on, I, I've seen I've seen this bold head, you know, just uh, across the carriage. I'm like, there's there's no way this could be who I who, who I think it is. And as I'm going across the carriage, who or who did bump into none of it? They dance off. You know, it, 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 that that, that, was, that was quite a, a hilarious way to um, start the day in terms of the game. So yeah, me and Danny you know, <laughs> going to the game. You know, um, it was, it was it was quite it was quite weird because it was um, normally Dan is the optimistic one. Worst, I'm the pessimist. What's so up? I was did quite they keep up the train. Boy, that's a low <laughs> blow. That's a low <laughs> blow.
3: That's
2: a low <laughs> blow, tired as <laughs>
3: well, because I'm recycling <laughs> his joke, but I wanted to drop it on the main pod. Well.
2: <laughs> Strength in <laughs> numbers, in <isn't> it, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, with me personally, I was
1: confident going to the game just because of the fact that Madison was out injured. And for Farno, who we'll talk about later on, you know, he, he's um, been ousted from the Leicester squad, you know, his impending um, transfer to... Um, Todd Bowley's um bouncing blues, so you know I was, I was
0: quite you, confident.
3: You, why, why did you know, know? Todd Bowley's bouncing blues? What is bouncing? Wh- wh- about what Charles made
0: you now? go with that verse? Hey, listen, man, you know we
3: we, we, we got we got money again. You know we're, we're spending yeah, money. You got your you
0: know, money, but you're not bouncing.
3: It sounds hey, like man, that listen, needed a bit of force. It's, you're, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> What was that? What was that <laughs> in place in? Was it Quasar and the, the bit downstairs? What was the bit downstairs? Played? I can't remember. I <laughs>
2: know uh, no, I don't remember.
3: The name. Our, our man's it trying is, to make
1: out. Like, it like, it's 20. a play party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. So I, I was a, I was a bit more confident, you know, going into the game. You know, Stanford Bridge. I was hoping for a win. So going into it, we started with a, a the same lineup as we did in the Leeds game. Um, just minus Koulibaly who got him um, sent off, of Chalaba coming in, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a good it was a good start. You know, we started with a four at the back. Uh, funny enough, um, Gallagher did start quite positively until you know I think at the seventieth minute he, get, he gave away a cheap um, free kick, and from then on he just really overcomplicated his game, and he just forgot his principles. And literally, right from a corner of him from Cucarella, he's lost his head. You know, he's taken out Harvey Barnes and from then on, you know, it was a it was a worry about are we gonna be able to get the win, you know, because early on in that game, you know, we, we did have some chances, you know, Ruben lost his cheek at the far post, um, Sterling had a couple of openings to, to slip a, a a guy in, but after that it was a bit of a worry, you know, whether by we were able to um, actually find that opening and hopefully get the win, you know. Telemans, you know, he, he really did put a performance in um against us for the rest of those 60 minutes. Um I would be surprised if um Arsenal do go and get that um deal done because he has proven to um, a lot of the doubters, you know, following um Sebi crashing his stock, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, he's 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 putting himself back on the map again, you know. So I do think you know he, he had a quality performance. Um Harvey Barnes as well, he absolutely tore us a, a new one on that right hand side. So he's another player that um, okay. potentially could be going to the World Cup in my opinion, you know. And yeah, um, I, I I'll definitely be looking forward to seeing him. But yeah, you know. It was a tough fought game. We, we definitely we definitely could have got, gone away from that game with with um one point, letting alone um, none. So it was good to get the three point to get the three points there. You know, Sterling getting open up his account for Chelsea at home. You know, getting two goals to um, to start the season and and yeah, you know what what can I say? Three points, three I, I points. I don't know if any of you guys have caught the game or if there
3: are any questions about it. Of course, I didn't catch the game. You think I'm going to waste my time it. watching Chelsea? You, you're, <laughs> that, you're so dry, yeah. God, so God. I, I do want to give you. I do want to give you. Like normally, I'm here to bash Chelsea, um, but I do actually want to give you guys some credit because I think going down to ten men and still digging deep to to not only score two goals, but from what I saw in match of the day, create some more openings to actually ice the game against the side who looked like every single time they could attack, they could score. Um, I think it's commendable. I, I do think that Leicester. Definitely shot themselves in the foot because I felt like where you have the um, the numerical advantage, like you can actually manage this game better um, with the ball. And I felt from some of the chances I saw on match of the day, like they could have definitely scored enough so that your two goals wouldn't have made um, a difference on the result. But that being said, credit to Chelsea for, like I said, digging deep and and pulling the result out of the out of the bag with with ten men.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's always good to get the win, you know. When your rivals get a win, you know, because it is always that feeling of you know you don't want to fall behind. So um, going on to um the half five kickoff game, you know, Arsenal versus um Fulham. You know, they did they did go down um quite late on into the game, but they were able to pull it back. I don't know if you guys caught the game and you guys had any thoughts on it, but um I did think Saliba was you know it was quality you know on 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 the day. I thought he showed some really good pieces, you know, playing out from the back. You know, he was really composed. He didn't really give Mitrovic a sniff until um Gabriel, you know, had a bit of a, of a slip off. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts of them um, Arsenal, you know, early on this season. Um what do you guys think are the expectations, you know, going forward?
2: I didn't watch the game, but I didn't I heard that Arsenal weren't massively impressive and it took what a mistake and um and a deflection for them to get away with the points. Um they impressed in the first three games, so like they're clearly a better side, with obviously, especially the signing of Jesus. Um, but um and I'm I'm gonna be contradictory because uh, Richard Keys was complaining about Arsenal fans celebrating <laughs> that victory a bit too um, a bit too aggressively, and I said it like it's fine. Like what's Richard Keys?
3: Yeah, honestly, but I think, think he doing a lot. I think nah, to me, I think he was doing a lot, man. Like come on. <laughs>
2: He was, doing, he was doing a lot, but Arsenal were really jubilating crazily um, yeah. after that victory. And I think just need to relax a bit. I'll be interested to see how they perform against the top side. United don't count, so um, I don't Why? know when they're Because we're not a top side. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they are when they actually come up against a team of real quality and and, and um, you'll be able to gauge their level then. But I think good start for them so far. I mean, you're not going to play every game particularly well. So for them to grind out that win, fair play to them. Um, but it was against a newly promoted side. So. Mm.
1: Fair enough. I, I, I like that backhand comment there, Stevie. Um, this, I don't know if you <laughs> caught the game, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, Arsenal early on in the season, just in terms of what you think the expectations are, you know, with,
4: with such a good yeah, i Yeah, um They deserve the win. Um, Stevie, I think it's quite disingenuous to talk about the nature of their goals, especially when Fulham's goal actually came from a mistake um, from um, Gabriel. I think they were definitely the better side. Um, I think they got into the danger area quite often enough, but the final ball just wasn't there. I thought Odegaard was good. Uh, Saliba obviously was good. That's pretty much about it, really. Gabriel's all right. Uh, the two wide players were pretty poor, and Gabriel Martinelli and um um God's child Saka. But I think they're good value for their I think they good value for the win. I think they've started well. I think the expectation is minimum top four, and I think it should stay that way. Obviously, if it's come to December and they're near about the top of the table, then obviously the, the expectations should be updated. But I think, yeah, top four minimum, especially the money they spent a lot of cash. they invest in their team, they're quite a comfortable team. Speaking to Touchy Gruna boys, they do worry um, if they get certain injuries, so they do want more reinforcements in midfield. And I think they say they want another wide player, which I do kind of understand because if Saka's not on it, then is Martinelli or Smith Rowe? That's not really doing it. Or maybe you're bringing on Eddie out wide, who I think no Eddie did well actually when he came on as well. He 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 looks good, but uh, and obviously Party being injured, um, it was on any season, and that's a bit spooky. So yeah, they they look good so far. That Mm. has to end. How oh, was nice. um? I think um, how was Saka um, been playing this season? Terrible,
2: every
3: game.
2: Are we gonna <laughs> shine a light on
3: him or? I was gonna actually shine a light on a, on Nketia, to be honest, because I, I I do actually before we shine a light on Saka, of course, you know I'm 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 all for my agendas, but again, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I'm giving my ups some 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 good praise. But Nketiah, like I, I've got to say, genuinely he he came on and he 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 worked yeah, He roasted, he roasted Fulham, man, like, driving at them, chopping in and out, like, um, I think the only thing Very he did wrong, too. Was, yeah, like, the only thing he did wrong was not, um, was not put the ball, ball in the back of the internet, but his approach play was sick, man, like, with the ball dribbling, when he was on the ball, he was strong, they couldn't really knock him off it, he was popping up on the left, popping up on the right, like, um, making some good runs off the ball as well, like, he, he looks good, man, I can't even lie, like, I think, Within Ketia, um, I, I have to admit, I've always thought like he was like a sort of fox in the box poacher type player. But since that period where he got put into the team last towards the back in the last season, like he's actually shown me that he's got some strings to his bow as a player. Like outside yeah. of scoring, like how can you impact the game for your for your team? And he, I think he's <laughs> doing that to a good enough standard. Yeah, for the time being, anyway. But he's still average overall. Had to
1: get there. Fair enough, but yeah, um, back to Stevie. Your, your point on um Saka, you know, why, why, why don't you start us off? What, what have you thought of his um performances? Not just um, this season, but this calendar year.
2: Um, you know what it is. I just I haven't been particularly enamoured by him this season. I'm also annoyed because he is in my fantasy. Fantasy, um, yeah, fantasy team, and he's given me absolutely <laughs> nothing. So, so, so my eyes have been on him even more. And um, yeah, I just think Arsenal have had a really good start to the season, but I don't think he's been um, uh, a crucial part of their attacking cog so far. Arsenal, Arsenal might tell me otherwise, but I think I've watched all their games barring yesterday's. Um, so. Yeah, I'm just I'm just intrigued with so much praise that they lather onto this kid. You know, it's only fair that we give him a bit of uh, criticism if he isn't performing to the um, worldly levels that we are supposedly used to. Um, so yeah, just you know, one to watch closely this season, I would say. Mm. It, it, it,
4: if we're being honest, yeah, um, I think like especially because how old is Saka? Saka's not that old, as he? Yeah, he's still, still in the Yeah, he's quite excellent. Um, so, I think it's hard to expect, like, consistent level of performance from any professional, especially somebody's his younger, Saka. He's going to be inconsistent yeah. by the sheer nature of him being a young player. Well, you, you shouldn't judge him like somebody just come into the first thing, because he's probably played over 100 games for Arsenal right now. You should judge him as an established player, but there should also be a level of benevolence because he's That's still a sad. young player. However, it's just the inconsistencies because people wouldn't do that if it wasn't their team's young star player. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and I also think that we, as fans, we have to look at the fallacy of consistency. Because how how often do you have to play well for it to be consistent? Do you know what I mean? But actually, having said that, Saka could hold that man. Them touchy goodness or no? So <laughs> yeah, agenda, agenda <laughs> must run. Fair let's fair let's enough, not. Be yeah. balanced. Let's not. I, be balanced. I, I do
1: think you, you you started from a good point in terms of the age and um just also how much he's actually played. You know, um in terms of his Arsenal career, I think he's he literally played every single minute of um. He started every single game last season for Arsenal, so getting him somebody else there for depth, you know, to alleviate him having bad form would definitely be um, important. But I don't think it necessarily, um, you know, alleviates the the need to question his own performance, you know, this (laughs) season. But I I don't have any doubt that he will
3: turn it around, but it would definitely follow on. You know what it is, though? I think this is spot on in the fact that like he's genuinely 20 years old. He will have games where he's not playing poorly. And if memory serves me well, he didn't have a good start to the season last year. And mm. then he and then he just hit his hit his stride and just started blaming teams. So we all know he's like a top top player at at, at his age. We know he's one of the best young players in the league and in the world. But what I don't get is why. Some Arsenal fans just can't be objective with his performances. Like it's mm. not the end of the world. It does not change the opinion on Saka as a player. But if he's not played well in a game, he's just not played well in a game. Yeah, that's, that's
2: right. all. Right, Mbappe didn't take the penalty. He must have heard about the sorcerer boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. But yeah, um,
1: talk, talk, talking on that, you know, a bit more. Let's 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 change up a bit. You know, we talk about the Premier League a lot, but. You know, let's looking at the league. Ah, oh, you know, Neymar has had an amazing start to the um, league this season. I believe that's what seven, seven goals, seven assists, or something ridiculous like that.
0: You know, just he's like
1: he's well on, he's well and truly on his way to um a true a true Ballon d'Or season. Um, two, I know you you just like me in terms, you know, big Neymar fans. You know just how important. Wait, well, you on his way. It's been like two league games. Hey, brother, look, man, look, look. Nah, he
0: looks we, 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 yeah, he yeah, yeah to, I
4: can't he lie, come off the mic, man. You're bad for business right now, man. You what know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right? like
0: hey, no, no.
1: do you think it, though? Because obviously, you know, the World Cup coming up in, in, in Qatar, you know, him getting him good form in, into, and under his boots now, just how important do you think this will be? What do you think this will be for his legacy?
4: Yeah, I think... What, um, on foot, like we're having this conversation in our, our touch hand chat um, and it was about, I was leaning on from the pod when Mariah was antagonising Lewis about Henri's legacy, right? And we'll talk about the legacy thing in our group chat. And I said, I just find the whole legacy discussions just played idiotic. Because I think when you're talking about footballers in the past, you should, I think you should always talk about what did they actually do on the pitch? How good it was their footballers? If you want to talk about who's won this, who's won that, that's a different discussion. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like, legacy just sounds like what's the narrative around somebody? So if we're talking legacy, the narrative around Neymar is that he actually needs to win a World Cup to kind of put his legacy where it should be. Because he's, in my opinion, and I think anybody who's ever watched football, he's easily one of the 10 best players to ever play football. And his legacy doesn't match that. And that's why I thought a legacy is because it shouldn't match that. So I think he definitely needs to win the... And he gets penalised for Brazil not winning the World Cup. These times, man is playing with, with Hulk and Fred. Not this Fred. Um, the friend that
2: yeah. there uh, I'm was actually a worse friend,
4: yeah, yeah, there actually was. And um, what's his name, Paulinho, that used to play for Toads' team? Like, man, like that, you get obviously this Brazil team is actually low key kind of stats. I'm not gonna lie, this Brazil team is kind of peak, so hopefully Neymar can rise it for them, but yeah, like he's been unbelievable this season. Um, in the four or five games, he's been the best player on the pitch every single game, and that's with Messi and Mbappe like hooping as well. So he looks good. Um, his game is kind of different. You see, you're seeing less tricks. And not like because Neymar's tricks weren't pointless. Like he was actually beating people, but it's like his game has become more refined. It's become more efficient where he's getting the ball and he's popping it, he's moving, and he's he's work, he actually works really, really hard. Even in the first half, I just saw a clip where he's literally chasing a man back and he's telling Nuno Gomez where to be. Whereas at certain points in his career, he ain't seeing that from Neymar, innit? So he's working really hard. He could tell that the talk on his name this summer kind of got him fired up uh, and I actually like that because you, you can't have people talking on your name like that like, I was seeing Salah no Diaz comparisons was the lowest point Diaz and Grealish that was like bruh <laughs> Salah, was, Salah was disrespect them other ones was just like I, I, what is worse in disrespect I don't even know a word yeah like these type of these, these mortals shouldn't be compared to Neymar and he's so far he's like uh, showing it and he's scored today as well oh Hakim hit the post yeah, yeah, like this team gonna be very interesting in the Champions League, man. Very interesting.
3: Yeah. We need to but, see. We need, like this. Is a, we need to see them up against tougher opposition. Let's see how they. If they
4: played there. a good Prem team today, like if they play like a Spurs, if they play Spurs today, they they will be four 0 down because the counter attack opportunities here. would have come match. If that's Kulukeski, Kane, I'm not gonna say the other brother because the other You cheap, butchering
2: Kulusevski's name. Wait wait, 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 wait,
3: wait, wait, wait. Don't ever say that again in your life about the other brother's cheeks. No, yeah.
2: Those
4: cheeks, bro. Purple
2: patch. <laughs> purple patch. Don't
3: ever say his cheeks,
4: bro. Purple patch, man. Purple patch. Hey, can Kulusevski say, um, I told me this too. No, he can't. So I don't give a heck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. um, talking a bit more on um, PSU terms. Um, I don't know how much you've you've caught them this season, but what do you think of um Gautiers um use of um the 3-4-3 three, three, um, this season uh, in comparison to um, Poch's approach last season?
3: I like it, man. I think it it gives the front three a bit more of a basis um, to work with. And I think it gets the best out of their full-backs because Hakimi, yeah, he can play right back, but we all know that he's at his best when he's playing as a wing-back. That's where he did his best work for Inter. That's where he did his best work for, for Dortmund. So, and Nuno Gomez, he fits he fits the bill on the left-hand side as well so i think the 3-4-3 gets um gets their sort of full-backs or wing-backs in a system where they're way more effective and i think it allows them to um it allows them to get um a bit more defensive stability but that being said that being said that being said they still look a little bit open they still look a little bit open when when i have tuned in to watch psg play but at the very least, they look way more functional going forward. Like they are creating at will. Whenever I watch them play, they're creating at will, and there will be harder tests to come. But that attack, I'll back them to to blitz any team in world football when they when they're clicking. Any team.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the reason why I did say the the name of andorfing is because I don't know if you guys have seen what the, the rules have changed. So it's no longer a calendar year now. And it will um, be actually just following the traditional club season, so that's why I did make that point of you know how he started the season, you know in, in terms of yeah, his, hasn't uh, been enough
4: the... games, so how he started the season, yeah, he's been the uh, he's been um, fire. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna pretend I've watched every league, but I'll be very shocked if anyone's played better than him because you just can't <laughs> you just can't right. play better than that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if he continues in this vein and it's just a club season, but again, the issue is with the Champions League is is that the Ballon d'Or is, a, is the Champions League award. So if your team, whoever team goes first mm. in the Champions League, unless you have, unless you're bloody messy, where you are just so much better than everybody else and, and there's just an absolute crime to give it to somebody else, it's quite difficult to win the Ballon d'Or without winning the Champions League. So if, yeah. like, for example, uh, City win the Champions League, right? And the league. and Oh, oh boy, I don't know about how I think they may give us a KDB. Oh, uh, not, not, not if Harlan scores 100 goals. <laughs> like, if Harlan scores <laughs> yeah. he, at the rate he's scoring, he might get it. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Or KDB might get it. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, even though like, Mbappe or Messi or Neymar or even in another league, maybe Benzema might have been the best player. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not always like the best player wins it. That's why sometimes these awards, didn't they drop the awards for European Best Man of the Year? I know the right man won it in Neymar, not Neymar, I was in Benzema. But I'm seeing KDB third place. What? what's going on here? You were the best player in his own team last season. So, yeah, like, I don't know. You're going to have to win a Champions League to win the Ballon d'Or, in my opinion. That's just what they've made it to see.
3: Hmm. Hmm. I don't I, I don't think I agree with him not being the best player in his team last season. He wasn't. Why? He was better? He, 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 Bernardo and Cancelo. Yeah. Bernardo was Bernardo not... And Cancello, Bernardo and Cancelo were I, sick know, from uh, beginning no, no, the beginning no, of the season no. to the end. No, they were not... bro. was not... Bernardo, Bernardo was not sick Bernardo the went period. through a
2: period where he was poor last season as well. What I mean, period? KDB did as well. But like, like what, what, listen, what, when
4: was the period? Because KDB was that, poor in the first half of the season, and then at the turn of the year, KDB turned up. 100% yeah, he went, he, he, yeah, yeah, was he, cracked, he cranked up the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. What, what? Bernardo has been good for the whole. Was good for the whole year, pretty much. And Cancelo. Yeah, Cancelo. Yes, I don't. I don't know about
2: Bernardo. No, no, Bernardo. Bernardo, 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 Bernardo definitely had. a legend had had for
3: anything. Yeah. Bernardo, exactly. Bernardo definitely was excellent for Man City, but I think Rodri, like Brad said, was better. And I think KDB's No, he wasn't was. What's going on here? Why? Right. What do you mean? What's going on here? And I think, I think, I think, not think not what you want Bernardo? I, doing think last KDB, year. I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, and I think. The one thing you need to know is a Bernardo good performance versus a KDB good performance are not the same things. Yeah, yeah, because
4: and the KDB good same- performances. Oh my god, KDB got an assist. Okay, he played good. No, 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 no,
3: no. It's not getting not not KDB yeah. good performance. It's not it's not just getting a- assists. Yes, it's it is, bro. That's why he'd be winning awards not, and he'd be playing cheats. It's not, bro. It is not getting it's not just getting assists, it's literally carrying Man City and winning games, bro. That's what how it does is he
4: carrying okay, okay. Oh, carry Man City. I don't want to hear it. He doesn't carry Man City. How do they win the league when he didn't play? Oh my days. Okay, if he carries Man City, how did they win the league when he didn't play? <laughs>
3: How did he win the league? They, play. they won it's the Man, league the season it's before that. They, 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 the they have a star-studded team. They have a star-studded team. So, a so, player, he, doesn't carry
4: Man, so he doesn't carry Man City then?
3: But when he, I'm saying when he
4: plays at times, he carries oh, Man, so Man City. so they win the league when he's not playing by on the pump. But yeah. when he's there, he's carrying them. So, they so last play.
3: season, So last season, you're, 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 wait, you're disagreeing with my point that there wasn't a point in the second half of last year where he carried Man City. He didn't carry Man City in the second half of last year. No, he didn't. Okay, boy, I don't I know. I, I give up. Yeah,
4: I, don't know. I don't nah, know. I don't oh, know you schooled, you four goals against Wolves. My I friend here, man, you're,
1: you're crazy. Boy, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've been harsh shit. I feel
4: like boy, I've been harshed. Lib- Why are we saying
3: even, this? No, no. because... What, you, Lib- what does he carry about? They played. They, they played the second best. They played the second best team in the league at the Etihad, and he made a mockery of Liverpool's midfield. He did dribbling with the ball, passing with the ball. He was excellent. Did you see the game? at...
4: Do you see the game at? Yeah, to I'm angle. told when
3: Bernardo's back. Did you, you see Bernardo do that game? Yeah, I, 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 I bro, acknowledge that
4: Bernardo had. I acknowledge that Bernardo. Bernardo, nah, this the KDB one. guys for the, the, the best team. PR team in the world, fam. It's not, B- nah.
3: it's not PR. It's facts. It's
4: the best it's PR, PR, bro. Man, he does not, not PR, carry bro. Man City.
3: It's not, That's PR. PR. That's cap. It's, not it's not PR. It's not PR. I said at, in certain games he did carry Man City. Okay, okay
4: change it to man. certain game because you said he carried Man City. Don't do that, bro. Not when no, I'm here. No, 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 no Not no. when I man's around. I can't run with him. To be fair,
1: to be fair, terms to say, second half of the season. Exactly, I said second half, the season.
3: and I said a KDB performance versus the Bernardo. Uh, good performances. They're two different things because when mm-hmm. KDB, when KDB is playing at top, top, top level, he's carrying Man City. He is. No, he's not. Yeah. Man, see, I'm paring everybody because all their oh players are better uh, You know, let's. I
2: give
1: up. I
3: give up. You know what? You know what? We'll
1: pull out tomorrow. You know, we'll see what, 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 what the listeners think about it. But yeah, yeah that, that's Harry Man City, man. Get, Get
3: out, out of here. Okay. Wait, you know, up,
4: the up. reason why KDB could do his thing because people like Bernardo make sure City dominate possession. Get out of here, man. Yeah, and KDB and getting the ball pass accuracy. Get
3: yeah, out of yeah. here, man. KDB, KDB getting the ball from his own half and dribbling past four five players and putting the ball in the Four, five players? players. Yes, yes. yes, four, five players. players. KDB is an amazing athlete, bro. What are you talking about? He runs he the dribble, ball. Show me one clip. He dribbled past four, or five players.
4: I'll give you a bill. Yeah? Okay, cool. Bet.
1: Boy, I I, I want to see this. I want to see this. But <laughs> yeah, moving on further. So I've seen a lot of discussion about Spurs, you know, about um, them yeah, being a bad team. Tons, so I just to get your thoughts on this, Toes, because I think it's a really interesting discussion whereby... I feel like whereby a lot of fans um traditionally think dominoes can only be done via possession, whereas whereas when you look at a uh, Conte, you know, traditionally, a lot of his dominoes would be, you know, via positional play, you know, in terms of just not um, conceding um, um dramatic positions whereby you're gonna potentially concede goals and being able to spring counterattack. So what what do you think about a lot of um rival fans saying Tottenham aren't a good team, you know, because they don't do the traditional means of carrying play and you know, um just holding a possession?
3: They're haters, man. They're haters. Um, but I get it, I get it. Listen, I'm, I am I, I want to be entertained when I go to matches, right? I want my team to play really good football. In the end of the day, like, football is entertainment, so you want to watch a team that gives you the most entertainment. But in the end of the day, I'm all about sustainability, and I'm, I'm not using that to talk about today's game, which we'll get on in a second, but what I like to see is my team can win, and they are able to win, consistently Mm. or better yet the the way you're playing can guarantee me wins consistently so for Conte for all his methods about how sometimes we sit too deep how sometimes we we don't we we don't have the personnel to play tiki-taka football etc etc he still plays out from the back we still create a ton of chances and then in our own box we limit the quality of chances that the opposition gets so that's just the way I see it of course, I would love Pep Guardiola-style football, but I'm just as happy with with, with um, Conte's football if it's implemented well enough and if he's able to adapt when we need to adapt.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I definitely think it's an interesting um, thing to watch on for on I don't know what, what your thoughts are on DC1, um, the way Spurs play, you know, that in, just in terms of the argument about possessional dominance versus positional. Um, do, do you think Spurs are a good team and, what more do you think they need to show to be you know, taken seriously as a, as a top team in the league?
4: I think what they need to show is consistent winning, and that should take you should take them seriously for that. Um, I don't really like the way Spurs approach games, I can't lie, especially when teams sit deep, and then when the impetus is on Spurs to open up, uh, open them up, I don't really like what I see. And even like the Wolves game, Wolves are like, like the better side for a good portion of the game. And of course, Wolves didn't have the attacking quality to make that count. But where where I believe Spurs want to go, other teams will have the attacking quality to make it count. Um, but I just I, obviously there's not just one way to play football. I don't think Conte's teams play terrible football because I don't think the Chelsea team that Conte had played terrible football. I just feel like not all of Spurs players are, are like the best of exactly on the ball like. I'm not the big fan of like likes sort of like Sanchez and Huyberg and them type of players. Davis, he's okay. Do you know what I mean? Uh Emerson Royale. Like obviously they've got players like, I think when consumers eventually integrated, I think like he will obviously improve what Spurs mm-hmm. have on the ball. And yeah, and obviously now they're starting to bring in Perisic, he's an extra threat. I'm not sure about Jed Spence if he's gonna play or not. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like if, if Spurs are consistently winning games and not conceding a lot of chances, then it's not a bad thing. But if Spurs start to concede chances and just keep winning games like that, eventually that's going to... The law of averages always wins, brother And eventually that's going to turn into negative results for Spurs. And I think we... Yeah, go
3: on, I think, Yeah, no, I think... I, I, I do agree with some parts of what this you said in terms of the performances. Like, I guess we're going to talk about today's game. So today, um, you'll look at... like. I'll start with the good things that we did. So when you look at the the efforts that Nottingham Forest had on target, it was one the number of clear cut chances they created today, it was zero. Um, the number of opportunities and openings that we had, it was quite a few. Uh, the number of attempts we had, shots on target, was was quite a few. But I think the one thing which I didn't like about today, which I think even for Conte, ball which isn't even bad in my opinion, um, that we lacked in comparison to some of our other performances is how we were with the ball. Like, we were just careless. And you expect it from poor players like Sanchez, like Emerson, because they're just not good in possession. They're not good good with the ball at their feet, especially when they're under pressure. Um, But we had some of our better players today where they just took zero care of the ball. Um, When we needed to slow the game down, they were panicking um when we needed to hold up the, the ball they were struggling to hold up the ball it just it wasn't a good performance to watch visually um but it was still an effective performance um it was still an effective performance in our box and in their box
1: mm. yeah i think it was definitely an interesting game to watch cuz um as an outsider looking in you know i know traditionally you'd think you know when a team has the ball in around them box is like, you know, you, you would think that, yeah, you're, you're getting dominated, but I just don't think that Nottingham Forest, you know, put you guys under significant pressure to the fact where I thought, okay, they're going to score now, you know. And I do think, you know, the, the counter-attacking threat of um, Kudelski Son and Kane, even though I don't think the three of them were anywhere near their best today, you know, you still saw, you know, them link up to um, create two goals, you know, Kudelski assisting them um, Kane before a lovely finish event, and Richarlison being subbed on for a, a wonderful cross, you know, to Assist came with the second goal. So, it, I guess it's that age of the argument of, you know, even if you're performing poorly and you're still winning, you know, it, it's, it's what is it going to look like when you start to have things ticking. But then, on the other hand, is do Spurs have enough quality, you know, going into this season to really be a top four pushing, you know, to, to title challenging team? So, I definitely think that'll be interesting and, you know, watch forward this season. and uh, Chris, I don't know if you're back with us, I just want to get your thoughts on them, Tottenham, and just how far off you think they are from Liverpool and what do you think? They need to, you know, to get that level of um ninety nine to one hundred plus points.
0: Um, we all we all, we all, I mean we all know they're ruthless in the opposition's box. Uh, I think today really showed that it was, it was the clicker edge. My only thing for Spurs today was I think a team. I don't know if Toby would agree. A team with more quality would punish them. I think Forest did uh, did a fair bit, kind of getting in and around, but they just didn't have that. It'd be interesting to see how Spurs deal with the you know coming kind of like fix your pile up and seeing how they do it as opposed to kind of like the inductive that you have at the moment. Um but yeah, I think that they're comfortably, they're gonna be you know, in within top three, top four. But in terms of kind of getting to that next step, I'm not actually too sure what they need really. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a difficult question. Lord knows they've got the manager. But can that plan of how they want to go about playing the football for the remainder of the campaign keep kicking on?
3: We need um, we need better players to, <laughs> to get to the level that Man City and, and Liverpool are at, right? Um, I don't think the team right now that we have is good enough to challenge. I would love to be wrong on that. I would really love to be wrong on that. Mm. But I don't think it is. Like, you just look at the personnel we have, like as good as Conte is, as good as our attack is, et cetera, as good as we can be against some of these, be- against some of the better sides, we just don't have the personnel good enough to, to challenge the likes of Man City and Liverpool um, for, for the title. But I do think we have enough to, to get top three, top four um, with Conte anyway. Yeah, I have to make that caveat with Conte. I think with Conte as a manager, I do think we, we have enough to get it. Um, but, we still need more reinforcements just to rubber stamp it. And look at our defence, for instance. We need another centre-back. We do. We do. I, I, I like the business we've done this summer. It's been it's been good. It's not been spectacular. But I think we need more. We need more quality. Why am I still seeing Emerson Royale yeah. playing games? Obviously, that's a Conte decision, et cetera, et cetera. But that shouldn't really be happening for, for a side that are that are trying to get third or fourth spot as as good as Emerson has been defensively, because he has been good. But yeah, he's just not good enough as a football player. He's just not good enough. Um, You could say the same. I feel like we need another midfielder who has a different profile to the midfielders we have. Um, We just need more quality. We need more quality in the side.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. And and speaking of transfers, um, Chris, you know, we have seen the plea to Liverpool midfield. Um, I think Virgil van Dijk did come out today and say, you guys definitely do need some midfielder. So, has there been any discussions, you know, any rumblings um, regarding Liverpool's um, before when window does end this season?
0: I, I, for one, am just glad that Jürgen saw the light. You know what I mean? Um, It was a little bit painful seeing Matthias Nunez go to, to Wolves, even though, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be nice to see him. We've that Portuguese contingency at Wolves, it, it would have been more nice to see him, you know, in the, in the Liverpool shirt. But the kind of like the names that are being banded around at the moment: um, Ruben Neves, uh, Conrad Lamir of Red Bull Leipzig, um, Yuri Tilleman's, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but I think kind of you know for a cup price fee, see how we kind of operate in our System would be, be an interesting one. But the one name that has been banded about, and I don't think we'll get him, I don't think anyone will get him this summer, is, is Frankie De Jong. So that would be a really interesting piece. You know, someone who plays a six and an eight. It'd be really interesting to see how he fit in fit in our system. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do. As long as they don't come with, you know, like an Ibrahim Sangare, I'll be completely happy. Fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, so
1: before we do end off the podcast, um, we've got some listeners' questions here. So um, starting off at the top um, from... Tommy Ajayi, he asked, "What profiles make up the perfect attack?" Um, Stevie, what what are your
2: thoughts on that? Um, that's an interesting question, actually. Um, I think it's that's just a mix and blend. I think in today's world, pace is uh is critical. Um, so I think you need you need pace. Um, technical security um, and an eye for goal those would probably be like if I was gonna pick one key um, attribute from um, from a player, then I think those would be probably the three, the three I'd need to see. So definitely I think United um, struggling a bit last season when you saw the lack of pace in our side. Um, so I think that's important. Goals, obviously, especially from inside forwards now becoming uh, more and more important these days and just the ability to link and and connect. Um, Yeah, I don't know if that answers the question fully, but that probably stands out and jumps out to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, our attack is dire, so... (laughs) 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 It's it's a bit tough for me, but I definitely think having that um, 1v1 wing threat just to, you know, be able to stretch the fences and push defenses back is definitely a key um thing you know a striker you know in the Benzema mode you know is able to link up play you know and still attack the box um simultaneously i think that's also key and having that um
2: Those are the... one in a million though isn't it
1: these yeah, days about, you know we're talking about the top level you know we're talking about yeah. the top We're talking about the ideal attack steve you know we're talking about chelsea united you know, so. <laughs> but
2: obviously
1: in, in an ideal world you know having that kind of striker is perfect and having that um the secondary scorer you know that is in my opinion also the perfect attack you know for um a team next I question think, um
2: Gone. i think in principle sorry um how spurs have their front three i think that profile is perfect if i'm honest mm. um yeah you've got you've got kane who can, can do it all kuliszewski with his final ball um his quality runs at defenders as well and uh Pops up with with um numbers, not just assists, but goals as well. And then Son, obviously, with his his pace and um his ability to score, I think that balance is is perfect.
1: Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um next question from um WI. He asks, who gets sacks first, Gerrard or Lampard? Um Chris, you didn't Boys. mention that you were um at the game, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> give give us your thoughts on what's going on down there.
0: Boy, I'm, I went for a free meal, and thankfully I only went for the free meal because the football was absolutely dire. Um, what I saw from Villa today was, jeez, they were they were okay in spells, but at no point did you think they were going to score. And if that's your biggest issue with how much money you've kind of spent on really improving this Aston Villa team, especially with attackers, they spent so much money. I mean, I was I saw Coutinho and Buendia out there just running around like wild, aimless dogs, not really doing much. Um, so yeah, I've, you know Stevie Stevie man club le- club legend, one of my heroes growing up. But this manager thing, it might not be for you. Just stick to legend football and doing the old club appearance. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm reveling in the failure of, both
2: of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who's more lost as a manager, but it brings me great joy seeing Gerard fail after he succeeded at Rangers because he probably thought. He had it all sussed out, Um, and he's come to Villa. And I don't know if he thought he was going to spark Coutinho back into life or what, but um, this Villa side, I think his record in, um, I can't remember, it might be the last 15 games or something, um, is worse than uh, Gary Neville's at Valencia. So, boy, it's, uh, it's not going well for him at all, but Lampard as well is also... Showing himself out to be pretty damn bad. So to be honest, they could probably go both on the same weekend, and with Scott Parker in the mix now as well at Bournemouth, you might see a hat trick of ex England midfielders go at pretty similar times. You yeah, know,
1: definitely something interesting to watch. Um, next question from Champagne X um, One: Is Son a world class player?
3: No, no, and that's fine. No. He's a world. He's a- He's an elite finisher, world-class finisher, if you want to call that. But he's not a world-class player. It's fine. It's,
1: mm. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I won't, I won't push you any, any, any more there. Um, next question from um, Jay. Um, he wants to know, um, should ESR be worried about a starting spot at Arsenal?
3: Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so.
2: What's I, I'm not sure I get that question. Is it...
3: Mm.
2: He's never he's never been a nailed on starter, has he? He
3: was at the start of last season. He, he was he was a starter at the start of last season. Yeah, he
1: was a star at the start of
2: last season. But I, I think don't see the as I think a starter yeah. for Arsenal.
3: Yeah, not, not right now, you know, because Gab Martinelli, but I don't think he should be worried per se. I think it's good. It's good that uh, that Martinelli is playing at the level... As an Arsenal fan, it's good that Martinelli is playing at the level he is because then it tells Emile Smith-Rowe that, yo, like, I need to match what he's doing and surely that makes for um, a better team. I don't think there's an issue, personally. I think Emile smith will get game time this season. Look at the amount of fixtures that teams have to play between now and the World Cup. Like, they're going to be rotating, so... It's up to Emerson Fro to make sure that he's back in starting contention and only he can do that. I don't think it is something that he should be worried about.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely a fair answer. Um, next question from um Jane Mugan. Which team will have the most players in the World Cup outside the traditional top six? I'm sure the think because I feel like the obvious one that comes to mind is um Wolves. And that's just because of their yeah. Portuguese um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. contingent. So I, I can't really think of any <laughs> other teams um, outside of outside of those. But um, the next question was from um, Yonko. Yeah, Palace, Palace potentially, Palace potentially. Um, yeah, they've, they've got a couple of players. I've got a couple of players. Next question from Yonko Abs. Um, how many league games until we can take Arsenal seriously?
3: What define serious, though. Like, serious in what yeah, respect?
1: Yeah, I, I think okay, that's definitely... That's let's, OK, let's say serious in terms of um, being top four favourites.
3: I don't know. I don't think they are top four favourites, but they're definitely top four challengers. Like, they've never... They, they only missed out on top four by a point last year and they've strengthened their squad this summer. So, yeah, like, they were always going to be serious contenders for top four, but I don't think... I don't think I can call them favourites. Why, what right do they have to be favourites?
1: Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair,
3: fair. I think the question was more so, does like how many league games
1: until we could take them seriously in 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 that regards? But I guess it'll be a thing of like seeing them a bit more further on into the season.
3: I think it's yeah, exactly. It's time, right? And it's the same thing with with what Chris was saying about Spurs about our performances. Like if we if we play if we play like we did today and we stop creating chances and we, we start letting the opposition get into us or, or we, we play it like this for like seven, eight, nine, ten games on the spin, then yeah, like, of course, you're going to feel differently about the about the side, right? And I feel like it's the same with Arsenal. It's four games into the season. They look good. They look good. Four out of four. They're the only team in the league that's done that. But we need to, we need to let the season um, play out a little bit before we start making definitive statements.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely a good answer there. Um, so next question from um, Skip Bayless. <laughs> he asked, um, <laughs> with all the money um, Premier League teams have, are we ever going to say, are we ever going to see top level players come to the, come to the Premier League in their prime, or are they still going to opt for the likes of Madrid and Barcelona? I guess a good example of that is probably like a Rafinha, you know, in terms of in terms of that um total transfer. Do you guys ever think? Players are going to opt for for that, or do you just think the heritage of um those two Spanish clubs just runs too deep?
3: I mean, we've 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 backed Harland. The Premier League has backed Harland this summer. Yeah, that's a
4: good,
3: point. Yeah, that's a good point. Like yeah, true. And Nunez as well. I know people can have their opinions on Nunez, but he's meant to be one of the best young strikers in the world, and needs to come to the to the league. Yeah,
2: but ultimately, I think I think those clubs are still at. Like, they're still the pinnacle, for uh, for for players in in terms of football. Because I reckon if um, if Real Madrid came in for Haaland in three seasons, Haaland would be inclined to go rather than stay at um, at City.
1: Mm. And I guess you could argue that what does aid that is the is the ever presence of um, Karim Benzema up top for Madrid, so. I don't know, it will be interesting to see how, how this does play out, but I guess the Harland yeah. um, um is definitely a good point. So, next question from German Dan are uh, Edwards Mendy's performances in 2022 concerning them? Um, for me personally, yes, definitely, Um, a lot of us within the Chessy Hour group, you know, 100%. Um, me and Sam in particular, we've named names, we've been on to Mendy for, for, for
3: Name names else. Else. And you, Sam, who else?
1: Um, I think. So far it's just it's just us two in, in terms of like who's who's been like proving properly onto him, you know. And I don't think anybody's resistant, but I just feel like in terms of being onto them, it's just been us three uh, as, as, mm. as as far. And I feel like mm. it's just because of you know how much we've seen of him, you know, in terms of the positive, you know, at the beginning of his career, that it, it, it does give you um cause course for um you know optimism. But f- for me, you know, in terms oh, of his oh, absence from-, from pardon. The Wall of Africa, they're cooling. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, but yeah, for, in terms of his uh, performances from this from the second half of last season, you know, after you had that amazing um overperformance, you know, in terms of his in terms of his um, performance in front of him goal. I just feel like he's lost a step in terms of his distribution, especially. You know, he did start off pretty well in terms of like being able to like find and pick out players, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, a, a lot of it does seem as though like there's been you know, a lot of mistakes. You know, the, the Benzema mistake, you know, that's one, probably the most high-profile mistake, you know, against West Ham. You know, um, and then again, against Arison for, um, for a lead. So, I think there's definitely been a lot of close concerns not just in terms of his um, shot stopping as a goalkeeper, but also for his distribution and um, his ability to play at the highest level. Because we, we all know that to, to be a top-level goalkeeper, you need to be a sweeper. You know, we've seen it from the likes of Edison and Alisson, you know for numerous years, not just in terms of distribution, but their ability to come off the line and, you know, allow their teams to play higher up, up the field. So I definitely think there is cause 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 for concern there in terms of like the way we do play, you know, going forward. Um, next question from <laughs> Rajang. Um, he asks, uh, <laughs> why are the celebration police always out in full, in, in, in full force when it comes to Arsenal winning? I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, a lot of us just don't to like Arsenal. Now I feel like I feel like that. This may just be the the long and short of it, but I guess that is an interesting um, question. I I don't know. I don't know about you guys in terms of like why you do think Arsenal tends to be policed a lot more when it comes to them celebrating um
2: comeback. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal, like Arsenal fans will, should admit it themselves. They're OTT in everything they do. Like everything is to the extreme. Um, but to be fair to them, they haven't had. And this is not even me slighting them they haven't had much to cheer about in in a long time so you know i can see why they are so pumped this season because it's four wins from four right they look like a proper side for and a convincing side for the first time in a long time but they were they were like really really jubilant. It was it was a section of fans. I do They were all wearing black. I don't. I don't know who they are, <laughs> um, but they were really jubilant after that Fulham win. So it was a, a tad much, but yeah, I think people just like getting on Arsenal fans in general.
3: Like, so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow the ops again. I don't really think they did anything wrong in their celebrations against Fulham. They saw their team dominate most parts of the game. They saw their team come from behind and they're just cheering their team on to the finish. Um, Maybe it's the passion merchant in me, but yeah, uh, we know when Arsenal fans over-celebrate and I don't really think they did any over-celebrating against Fulham.
1: Mm, agreed, agreed. Um, next question from Superfly MK. <laughs> I think this one's for you, Stevie. Um, were you e- equally embarrassed when you saw CR7 try to spin, sprint past an athletic center back um, yesterday?
2: <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I actually Ronaldo moved quicker there than I expected him to. Um, but I don't was it Salisu or Belakotchap? Kotchap? You um, you, I think uh, it may have
1: been Be- Bela yeah, yeah, um. Now.
2: Bellercopchap just looked really quick like I don't know how many players would have beaten Bellercopchap in that sprint in general um to be honest I was more disappointed with Ronaldo's overall contribution to play there were some like quite bad decisions he made when he actually had the ball um so I was more disappointed with some of those things than than actually seeing him get um sprinted out but uh yeah in yesteryear obviously Ronaldo would have he would have maintained um, the ball at least. But, well, it's 37-year-old Ronaldo and that's why he starts from the bench now. So. But it is what it is.
1: Yeah, oh, man. We've had so many Arsenal questions. I think mean, we've had a representative on. So next question from a Hersini LFC. Have you, have you ever seen... Oh, Krish, are you, are you familiar with this guy's game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm judged by that reaction. <laughs> Have you ever seen a star boy get fisted up by an unknown American guy then put at left back to save him from further embarrassment? Um I think this is in um reference to um Saka against um Anthony Robertson um
2: yesterday. Right, did he get put left back yesterday? Yeah, could I don't know he's if natural he's, position, yeah? When 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 Ketia <laughs> did come
1: on, um they, they changed to a three five two. Mm, so that, that that was an interesting development, but yeah, I don't know. We'll leave that to the touchy gooners, you know, to um c- c- to cover that. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave that we we'll for them to, to for them to brew over. Um, so last question from um, Gunners Rex: Should the expectation of um, Chelsea be title winners, as they are set to break the record in one transfer window? If they are not considered title winners dash contenders, is that not a damning a damning indictment on Tuchel and his capabilities? to you guys.
0: You've gone from needing the one missing piece in Lukaku to be entitled to contenders to now having to replace that missing piece and half the squad at this point. You know why? So, is it an indictment of what's been going on with recruitment, or is it with what's going on with Tuchel? I think the attack 100 is to blame for Tuchel. Uh, is is Tuchel's to blame for not, not being contenders? Um, at what point do you have all these different pieces that don't fit into the puzzle? Is it the puzzle's fault? So that's that's his fault, one hundred percent, in not being able to kind of get some of these guys to work. But yeah, I I don't know what Chelsea need to do to be title contenders at this point. I think the only person that knows that answer is is Tuchel himself. But he's going to continue to play his cherished brand of.
1: Mm. Fair enough Toes what what do you think about that what what do you think it would take for us to be actual title contenders
3: I think you need um, two more attackers I think you need a midfielder who who can play progressive and line breaking passes in his sleep I don't think Chelsea have had that midfielder since Cesc has left and I think your team are lacking that midfielder who can have the ball in a stationary position in the centre of the park and can kill teams. And no, that isn't bloody Jorginho as good as he can be at times for Chelsea. Yeah, he can play the occasional lofted pass and pass on the ground, but he doesn't do it with enough regularity for you to say that that's his, his USP. So I think you're lacking that. Um, and yeah, I think I think that and maybe some competition for Mendy or maybe getting a, um, a goalkeeper that can play the way you guys want to play with the ball at his feet and the distribution and stuff. I think that can then sort of those pieces will then probably knock you up to um title contention and also right wing back situation as well. Is, is Ruben Loftus-Cheek a permanent right wing back option? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know.
1: Interesting one because he's kind of been like a, a bit of a hybrid option. So, mm. Having yeah. him there, you know, to be able to take on guys out wide 1v1 mm-hmm. and also be able to um, slip in and join the midfield. Yeah, you know, but I, yeah. I like it's, it's, it's interesting, but I do agree with you that we, we definitely do need another right wing back there, you know, to offer and reach James competition because he, he is due his um, traditional seasonal hamstring injury, so. Yeah, you know, exactly. To, to not, not over-rely on him, you know, and running him into injury, it would definitely be important, but yeah, moving on from what you said, I definitely agree in terms of the, the midfield aspects. You know, I, I do think we need a a DM, you know, to understudy Jorginho and potentially, you know, take on from his reigns and, and midfielder to take over from Kante because he hasn't been able to play a full season for a couple of years now. So be having to rely on him, you know, you know, in, in, in a Premier League season where you need to be consistent over 38 league games, you know, where you can't actually rely on him, I, I feel like he's a bit of a tall order. So I definitely think midfield is one of the key issues. I mean, definitely getting a, a winger for me, you know, someone that's been able to Take on the, the, the game of the scruff of the neck 1v1 and just obliterate their wing back and really just a- attract, you know, one or two defenders and take attention from other players. I think that's definitely a key aspect that we are missing, you know, going forward, you know, in in, in terms of them actually trying to be title contenders. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, another episode of Touchline Fracas. Um, Stevie, thanks for joining me. Love, bro. Tobes, thanks for joining us, per usual.
3: Cheers, man.
2: Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.